0: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Women in Weightlifting podcast. I am joined tonight uh, by Brittany Witt, who is a a top level 55 kilo athlete, Um, did very well at the national championships this past summer, and will hopefully be competing in the Arnold in about a month. So uh, Brittany, welcome to the show.
1: Hi, Mark. It's nice to be here.
0: Uh, Thanks. So, you know, uh, as we get started, we were trying to talking off screen about a little bit about You know what you do and who you are um and you you mentioned that you foster i I assume dogs
1: dogs and cats yeah so kind of a whatever comes my way i open my house to it
0: so how i mean how long have you been doing that
1: um i naturally just as i kind of grew up loved taking in strays and like trying to find homes for them and so it wasn't really kind of you know an actual thing for a long time and then i moved to houston Probably about six years ago, and very quickly became associated with one of the foster systems uh, right down the street. Actually, luckily for me, it's on the same street that I live. Lucky or unlucky, I don't know. <laughs> but I quickly got connected with them, and um, it's really nice. They have like a little Instagram, and they just post all the pets that they get, and and I can go up there down the street and pick them up and bring some dogs home, some puppies, some kittens, whatever it might be.
0: Well, okay, so how long do you end up fostering for?
1: normally very short term which is lucky for me because i get attached pretty quickly um so normally a few nights maybe at most a few weeks there was only like one or two situations where it was a few months um definitely got attached in those couple of situations but it's very quick turnaround most times they're trying to get them off to colorado in most cases um where they kind of have a shortage of animals there just because the weather oh yeah
0: i didn't realize there was a shortage of animals in colorado
1: Right? yeah it's the weirdest like you don't think about that but I, it is cold so I imagine like strays don't survive too long and here in Houston it's we have a lot of strays and so they do do well picking them up off the streets and sometimes I kind of help bring them in that way as well I pick them up and then I'll take them and get them checked out um, and get them registered through our foster group but we don't keep them too long we try to get them to Colorado and get them adopted out that way
0: so yeah are you just waiting like you're literally fostering waiting for them to be adopted is that the idea
1: um we basically we foster them temporarily just a so an adoption agency will tag them so they're not technically adopted yet but they're just getting selected to certain adoption agencies in colorado
0: yeah so uh, um, taylor stevens in um, alabama actually does a lot of fostering i see her post up on instagram um yep. uh, you would know her from Wayland, agencies is 64 mm-hmm. uh, but yeah so see her fostering i was kind of wondering how the process actually worked so um
1: I get lucky with my group because they don't let you keep them. So a lot of some places will. And I know my soul, I would not be able to like, I would want to keep everybody. And then that would just, yeah. I couldn't keep up with my own love of animals.
0: That <laughs> would just be a crazy cat lady.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it would just become like, I would have like 17 dogs and 20 cats and it's just, I, I wouldn't be able to say no. So I'm glad that they're like, no, you get them for two nights and then they're on the road. And I'm like, okay, I can do that.
0: So are you fostering anything right now?
1: Um, not right now. I'm actually maybe looking at adoption. So I'm, uh, I have two cats on my own, and that's it. And so I wanted to look at getting a puppy. And so I've kind of backed off right now, um, just while I'm, while I'm trying to see if I can find a good puppy to bring home.
0: So, and are you still living? You're living in Houston. Is that where you're actually at?
1: Yeah, I'm living in Houston. I've been here about six years.
0: Oh, very good. So, all right. So, talk to me about how you got into weightlifting.
1: I feel like that's maybe the common story of uh, the lovely CrossFit.
0: I was gonna say, you, do we just cut this part out? Just be like uh, good CrossFit. I will
1: say, there's like, like a little, course. there's a little piece that's like I don't know how common that piece is, but definitely the common CrossFitter story. Um, but I will say, my sister actually was like begging me to do CrossFit. She was doing CrossFit, and everybody's addicted once they're certain. And so she was begging me, and I want to say it was probably about a year, a year worth of begging me to join her. And I refused and I refused purely on the basis of, I don't want to do a strength, anything, anything strength. I don't want to pick up weights. Really? <laughs> I said, I just don't understand like why I would do that. Like, I just want to do cardio and get fit and look good. And which is funny because I hate cardio. Like, I don't, I don't know. I didn't know what I want. I wasn't doing cardio at the time anyway. So um, <laughs> I definitely pushed back a lot. Finally, she suckered me into it and I started doing CrossFit. And it made me very not happy because I could not for the life of me snatch. Like, I didn't understand what was wrong. I knew theoretically I should be able to lift that 65 pounds over my head and I could not do it.
0: Oh, my God. Yeah.
1: (laughs) As a competitive athlete my whole life, like that was enough right there, like knowing I couldn't do something. I gave CrossFit up in like six months, maybe a year. And I was like, nope, I'm going to do weightlifting until I'm good at this. And then I'll go back.
0: Ha! So, and how long ago was that?
1: That was about seven years ago.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, I'm looking at your first meet as the 2015 Texas Barbell Fall Classic.
1: Mm-hmm, my first meet. And I fell in love immediately.
0: <laughs> I mean, you snatched 57. That's not bad.
1: It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. I was definitely. even when I started doing weight because I had been doing weightlifting at that point in time, maybe a year, and I didn't realize the competitive aspect just yet. I just now got like a team, Um, the gym I actually work out at now, Grindhouse, Uh, and I didn't realize like the competitive aspect yet. And so that meet, it was kind of, again, me being forced. They're like, yeah, you should compete. You'll like it. And I'm like, I don't know about that. And I loved it. I got there, I competed, I did decently well.
0: (laughs) Yeah, a a plus bodyweight snatch is always is always a decent, you know, a decent entry, entryway, you know? Yep.
1: Yeah, it was a decent number. And I was, I was real proud of it at the time. And I, it, it like opened the door to where it was like, Oh, I could be competitive in this sport. Hmm. Love that.
0: <laughs> so you mentioned you mentioned that you were actually you had a competitive sport background. What did you, what'd you play?
1: I have done a lot of sports. So i just grew up and my dad was very, you're going to be in sports. I don't care what you do, how you do it, when you do it, but you're going to be in sports. And, I grew up, I was a swimmer at first, um, but my dad was not pleased with that because it was only a summer sport and we wanted to do sports all year long.
0: And, and, and so. you're all of what, maybe five one.
1: Yes. yes. Yeah,
0: not exactly the swimmer physique, sorry. Not
1: the swimmer physique at all and like the stroke that I was actually pretty good at was not, it was like the worst stroke for my height, but I was pretty good at it and so.
0: Which Which stroke are you good at? Butterfly. Yeah, okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I don't even know how, because I'm, I'm, I'm nothing, you know, there was, I didn't have a lot of a uh, height on me. I never have. Uh, but so I had done the swimming and my, you know, I had the, the year, half of the year off. And so my dad's like, let's get you in gymnastics. Let's get you doing something. And I got really dedicated to gymnastics. So most of my childhood, I did gymnastics competitively. Um, I was level 10 before I quit. Okay. So I had gotten pretty good up there, starting to kind of look at Olympics um, and injured myself.
0: Well,
1: yeah. So I got out of that. And then in high school, I was doing competitive cheer and diving.
0: Okay. Yeah. I mean, so yeah, the, the gymnastics thing doesn't surprise me at all. And, and yeah. We've had enough gymnasts on the show that you know, I've, I've, most of the highly competitive athletes were level nine, level 10 gymnasts.
1: Yeah, it, it really does like mix well with weightlifting. It, yeah. create, it creates a really good like bond between the two. And it's funny because even like now, actually just recently, this last week, I got back into just tumbling for fun at one of our local gyms. And it is funny how like much gymnastics helped with weightlifting and weightlifting turns around and helps with like tumbling and gymnastics because like just hip extension and like those, it made me very powerful yeah. now with tumbling after being a weightlifter.
0: Well, you know your your power and grace colleague, you know Shayla Moore. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Go hang out with her in Georgia. Go do some serious tumbling.
1: It is fun stuff, and that that power, like, uh, just taking it from that like weightlifting to tumbling and back to weightlifting, it it is good stuff. I definitely like enjoy that.
0: Oh yeah, I'm sure that that would be. I'm sure it would be fun. I'm I'm a little old to get into tumbling.
1: (laughs) Well, I I started. I was warming up, and I was like, oh, like. I'm 29 so I'm not like I don't categorize myself as old but I realized real quick that bouncy floor and my joints I was like I'm gonna have to warm up real good to not injure myself right now Yeah,
0: you know you're you're approaching that age <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> I gotta take care of my body
0: <laughs> yep, indeed indeed so I mean so you got injured and that's kind of where you ended the gymnastics career
1: Yeah, I I went back to it for maybe about six months, um, but I just realized it wasn't, it wasn't really the path I wanted to take anymore. It was at the point where I was getting so serious about it that um, it was funny because I had a Russian coach and he was really honestly talking to my dad about me like homeschooling at this point. And I was just like, that's not the path that I really want to take. I want to kind of venture out and do other things, so. I did. I I was back for about six months, maybe a year, and then I just stepped away.
0: Yeah, it's kind of an interesting, interesting life cycle of a gymnast.
1: Yeah, it's very, very like that's all you did. And at the time I was, I grew up about an hour south from Houston. And so at the time I was actually leaving school about an hour or two early and then um, using that like credit to go do gymnastics. And it was like six to eight hour training days. Um, and so it was, it was becoming a lot and it had always been a lot, but at that point in time I was like, Oh, I don't want to homeschool. That's, it's a little bit too much for me. And so I decided to, to go ahead and call it there.
0: So 29, that would have been 11 ish years ago. Yep. Yep. So did you, did you compete in any, uh, sports in college?
1: Mm, no, I was, I started doing, so I went to like our local college, um, got my, associates, and then my bachelor's in business, but I was kind of, at first, I was actually still in high school when I started college courses, so I was like doubling up, and then um, once I finished high school, I was going to college and working full-time, and I actually started in the industry that I'm in already while I was going to school.
0: Yeah, you mentioned that you're in oil and gas, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. So what, what do you do? So, I'm a cost analyst, so analyzing all of our large, large sums of money. <laughs> no stress at all it's very very easy
0: (laughs) like what just in terms of like how efficient things are like what kind of a position are you in
1: so where I'm at now I've probably been here maybe five years almost the whole time I've been in Houston um and a lot of it was just kind of more like focusing on audits in the beginning and like auditing all of our paperwork um because we were switching from a manual system to like an actual automated system and so we were kind of just cleaning things up in the beginning. And now my focus is more just tracking all of our actual spin and keeping us on budget and on schedule with all of our projects. And so that's my main thing. Um but I did actually take I'm trying to remember what year that was like 2020, right? When I think I took 2020 off of weightlifting and I really focused on working. Um, we had really Manual systems in place, and to do our cost tracking, and it was like a lot of Excel work, like a hundred tab Excel that errored out every two seconds, and so <laughs> I got real frustrated real quick, and so I spent the whole year just getting us automated and into a tool that did everything for us.
0: Uh, that's a fairly impressive feat.
1: It it was long, long nights, the entire year spent in rooms with like 10 to 15 people arguing for eight hours. It was a lot of work to get us there, but I am happy to say today we are there.
0: Well, that's fantastic. Congratulations. I mean, so do you have I mean so you have degree in business? What in Accounting. general
1: business admin yep yep and I've had that it's been a while because I was I was already started working um as I said while I was getting my degree um I kind of they brought me in more as like an assistant and then I just learned the trade and I learned how to do everything and just kind of took on with the role and ran with it
0: so are you are you looking at an MBA or are you just kind of where are you, where are you, where are you going from here
1: I don't know that's a good question the company that i write. <laughs> the company that i work for is actually it's i would probably say like medium size it's not small um it's murphy oil corp um it's a medium-sized company and and that's perfect for me because i'm used to larger companies and you kind of you know a little fish in a big pond type scenario And in a smaller company, you might be a big fish, but here it's like this perfect medium where I get to move around a lot and I get to choose what I want to do, who I want to do it with. I can move groups and do whatever I want, basically. So um, I've kind of already done that. I've moved three different times within the company, just kind of learning and doing different things. Um, So I'm thinking, I don't know about going back to school because... That's a lot, but um, I am definitely thinking position-wise switching things up and just kind of my, I really love challenges. And so I get to, as I learn my stuff and my roles, I get to know other people's roles and how they work into mine. And as soon as I see something's wrong with something else, that's my next task. I want to do that
0: dude just screams nba to me yeah
1: yeah i have a problem i've toyed with the school a lot just because i have the luxury of um it being paid for through my job and what i do and yeah. so i've definitely toyed with it and uh, it wouldn't look bad on a resume that's for sure Well,
0: i mean just well very cool i mean it sounds like you're you know doing very well professionally and um so let's talk about um you know talk about your training a little bit um how many days a week are you training? What does a training week look like for you?
1: So for what I'm doing right now, so I'm with power and grace and I have been probably about a year. Um, definitely different than I'm used to or accustomed to. I was with uh, Ollie concepts before. And so different styles. Um, currently I'm only training five days a week. And so I rest Thursday and Sunday um, and it's a right now it's squats on squats on squats they love their their strength and accessory and so there's a lot of strength and accessory day to day um but i do think it's like it's a cool dynamic because what we normally do and what i haven't really done before in the past is we'll focus on like one lift a day and so like i'll do snatch on monday clean on tuesday jerk on wednesday and that kind of cool dynamic that lets me really focus on singular activities
0: so where, where are you where are you actually physically training
1: uh, Grindhouse Barbell. So, um, it's a CrossFit based gym. Um, they do have a really good, honestly, in my opinion, it's one of the best in our area. There's probably like two or three other gyms that have a good weightlifting community, but we do have, um, quite a big little group. And a lot of them's either CrossFitters that are converting to weightlifting or like me, like satellite athletes who have just kind of all, gone to this one little facility and and they have everything they have like all of the things that I have wanted so I can't there's no possible way I would ever leave because they have all the kilo plates and platforms and everything that my bougie self needs yeah Uh, (laughs) I definitely tried I tried to leave at one point and get a gym closer to me because it is like 20 30 minutes away Um, and I was like, Oh heck no, this is not going to cut it for me. Like I need my, my bougie platform and weights and barbells and mm -mm."
0: (laughs) I, I, I totally understand.
1: I got spoiled and I didn't want it to go away.
0: (laughs) So my athletes get, they whine if they have to share platforms. Yeah. Yeah. You guys would never survive.
1: You would have never survived. Yeah. I definitely like in our older, cause I've been here since basically I lived in Houston and in our older, like we've moved around same gym, but they've kind of set it up differently. We used to share barbells and platforms and like, I, we got so busy yesterday that we had to share a bar and like, no one knew what to do with that. Like they were like, wait, what? Like, what am I? I don't understand.
0: <laughs> we do have to share? I
1: don't, how do we do that? And like, I was like, okay, we got to have a rotation, like there's not enough platforms like you need to go you need to go and then I'm gonna go and like let's keep circling and they're like what is going on like it's never been that busy and so it it is funny though to kind of see like oh we have to we have to make room
0: so when you're I mean when you're training as a satellite athlete are you training live with somebody or are you just recording and sending videos what what are you doing
1: yeah so we record and send videos um My coach will see this and laugh because I'm not the greatest at it. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, so I I just check in, you know, weekly basis, daily basis, kind of whatever's going on. I like to complain a lot. So I'll send him a text message quite a bit. Tell him what the heck are you thinking with this programming? Uh,
0: (laughs) Who actually is doing your programming? Is it Brennan? Brennan, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I like Brennan. He's a good guy. I
1: I love him. He knows how to handle all my sass. I'll tell you that. Well, he's
0: married to uh, Alexa, so I'm guessing yeah. he's got you know he's got some tolerance.
1: Yes, his tolerance is built up, and, and he's a pro at it, and and I I love him for that because I know I'm like I'm a pain in the butt. And I'll text him. I'm like, what What do you mean? Do this? I can't do that. And then I'll get a text message, you know, a couple hours later, and he's like, Did you do it? And I'm like, Good Yeah. <laughs> he's like, Okay, then.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, he's like, I'm in a program for me. You're gonna do it, and you can do yeah. all you want, but you're gonna do it.
1: I mean, I don't know that I have a choice, but I'm going to complain about it every step of the way coach. And he's like, gosh, I'm so tired of you. I'll talk to you tomorrow.
0: <laughs> so, I mean, how much time are you spending it like in in the gym?
1: Um, probably I want to say it kind of ranges. Um, sometimes we'll have more accessory and more squats based going on. So sometimes it gets to maybe like two to three hours. And sometimes it's actually on the shorter side where I'm only there an hour or two.
0: That's not, I mean, that's not too terrible, but I mean, if you're working now, are you working remotely or are you working at an office?
1: Um, technically we're at an office, but I work remotely because I got a bougie and I didn't want to go back.
0: <laughs> totally get it. Yeah. I, we just moved offices today and, and I, like we downsized everybody's offices because half of the people are working remote.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's easy when you, when you're able to and you have the luxury of being able yeah. to do everything from home.
0: Well, we haven't set foot in the courtroom in two years.
1: Yep. So yeah.
0: Why would I? I mean, I don't need to be here.
1: Well, why start now?
0: <laughs> so. And I will
1: say, like, there's plenty of times. My boss is, thank goodness, he he loves me too, and and we work well together. Because there's plenty of times at work where I'm I get frustrated. and I'm like, I'm gonna go to the gym, and he's like, okay, I will see you in two hours.
0: <laughs> uh, that's that's actually pretty nice.
1: It is very nice. <laughs> yeah,
0: because I mean, I assume your job is just kind of never ending.
1: Yeah, it just keeps going. It ain't going anywhere. If I take a, you know, if I run to the gym real quick and I come back, I'll just work a little bit later at that day and I'm fine.
0: (laughs) So, um, you know, what does an average session look like for you? I mean, are you, you said two to three hours. I mean, and I think you said you focus on kind of one lift at a time.
1: Yeah, yeah. So like. Normally, kind of what we're looking at is I'd come in do a squat, um, some variation of squats, and nice and torturous to be honest most of the time, um, pauses or tempos or whatever it might be, and then we're gonna do like a the lift warm up so like a snatch warm up, mm-hmm. um, and so we'll do that and then we'll go right into our snatch lifts and then some type of pull deadlift style and then accessory work.
0: Well, very good. And you're training five days a week.
1: Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. We'll do both. We'll do everything, kind of all at once. Friday's like my where I actually get to do all the lifts at one time, and then Saturdays, for some reason, touch up again on our snatch. So it's, it's a really good process. I, I've never really been able to just kind of singularly focus on one thing. And, and that does change as we get closer to competition. We'll do everything at once more often right. um, just so you can get used to it. But I do prefer and like the way that we do it now just because I can I can really zone in and focus on that particular lift.
0: So, yeah, this will be, I mean, you were at the Texas State Championships last year. Mm-hmm. And then you competed in one other event and then competed at nationals. so yeah you're this i mean you've had a, a fair fair rest period between nationals and and the arnold you are going to the arnold right
1: yeah i'm going okay. in the arnold mm-hmm. um,
0: so yeah you've had a nice rest period between nationals and the arnold so
1: yep i i felt like i needed something i was gonna do finals and and it didn't work out just for one reason or another and uh, I was like I need something I can't just pop up back at nationals like I need something in the in the middle ground because I want to get as much platform face-to-face and, and competitive lifestyle around me as I can
0: you know it was it was interesting when we went to I'm trying to remember what event it was um but, but the first event we had back after COVID and um it saw like maybe the American Open yeah, anyway, yeah. But we, we had an event up in, in Salt Lake, and there was a lot of, you know, what we would call ring rust, right, where mm-hmm. it was just weird having everybody, you know, everybody's back and, I mean, the, the athletes were a little rusty, it took a minute to knock the rust off, The all the TOs were a little rusty.
1: Yeah, yeah, it like like we haven't socialized in so long.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it, it took us a minute to like, okay, we're, how do we do this again?
1: We're at a competition, what is this? Yeah. I haven't done this in a long time.
0: But you would think, I mean, you know, we've all been doing this for years, right? It would be, it, but it you was, would
1: think, you would think,
0: but yeah, the athletes that kind of got used to the remote competitions and mm-hmm. so back in, in live competition was kind of an interesting thing. So yeah, being, getting back, you know, getting platform time, it's kind of a big yeah. deal. You're not lifting in your own gym anymore.
1: Yeah. I think um, it definitely makes a big difference and it's good to get as much as you can.
0: Yeah. I totally agree. So what, what are your best right now?
1: Um... Oh, good question i have it depends on who you ask i suppose my my coach goes off to some different numbers than i do um my here recently i had just like this crazy day that i do not count that he counts from blocks just out of nowhere like i came in and did these crazy numbers and so um we're actually going off of 82 snatch and 102 clean yeah damn yeah I don't know where that day came from, <laughs> and it was definitely, it was blocks, and I'm not normally that good at blocks, so I, I, I mean, I was happy, and I'm proud of it, and it, I will continue on, but from floor, um, it's about 80 and 100, so not, not far off, but.
0: Yeah, I mean, but, I mean, your, your, your best competition total as a 55 is what, 163?
1: Yeah, yeah. So all of wow. that has like it's changed so much just from you know I had been at forty nine for the longest time.
0: That's true. Yeah, you actually lifted as a forty nine, as a fifty three, going yeah. going back. So yeah, naturally
1: I set at like fifty three, and then okay. I would just cut to forty nine, and and I was in that for like the longest time. And when I converted to power and grace, Brandon was like, "No, we're gonna go up," and I was I was so reluctant, and I did not trust him. I was like, I don't want to. And he's like, we're gonna get you strong. And I, I was like, honestly, as a 53, I, I really wasn't stronger. I was lifting the same numbers. And he's like, yeah, well, I'm gonna ignore you and we're gonna do this anyways. And, and if at some point you don't, it's not showing the results I think it's gonna show, then we'll jump back down. And everything went up real quick.
0: Yeah, I was, well, yeah, I was just kind of, I'm looking at your, your, your resume on on my other screen. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, you moved up to, um, you know, to 55 for the first time in 2019. Um, yeah. But you were super, super light 55. Um, but yeah, up until that point, you were, you know, competing as a 49. Um, what do you, what do you like walk around at?
1: Um, now as a 55, I'll walk around as hmm, like easily 56 and a half to 57 and a half, somewhere right. around that range.
0: So weight cut, the weight cut is not anything terribly, terribly no. draining.
1: No, not at all. Yeah. It, this is like where my body liked to naturally sit. No matter if I was a 49, I was, I was sitting probably 53 and a half. And so I was always closer to the upper class. It's just, I was more competitive as a 49. And at that point in time, I just didn't, I couldn't get my strength there. Even if I went up the class.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, one sixty three total is a forty nine. Is is a very very competitive total.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I was like, I'm too happy in my little competitive forty nine area. I'm not really no risk it. Brendan's like, no, no, we're gonna we're gonna go up and get you yoked, and and it might take a minute, but we're gonna we're gonna make all those numbers go up. And I was like, I don't believe you, but I'll give you a I'll give you an opportunity.
0: But yeah, if you I mean if you can pull out an eighty one hundred. That's a, I mean, that's a big day for a 55.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a good day. And I know at nationals, I hadn't, I hadn't set in that weight class or been training very long with power and grace um, after that year off that I took. And I, I was getting my numbers there. My numbers were getting really good and I was PR and I felt great, but I wasn't, I was so new still. I wasn't consistent yet right so it was still risque to hit those kind of numbers for me i'm like oh, i've only touched him a few times and so now we're getting to the point where these numbers are my day-to-day um and so it started getting like i would i could easily pull out you know 90 95 percent with no problem on a daily basis and so now i'm getting comfortable and i'm getting excited so
0: well i mean that that's a hell of a day man i mean so yeah if i see an entry total going into um Columbus you know I'm, I'll, I'll be looking for that you know 175 180 entry total to see if you're actually gonna I'm
1: excited I really want to I want to play around now now that we're now that we're feeling good about it now that I've gotten comfortable I'm excited to really just put that out on a platform
0: yeah I so, mean so you haven't had a chance did Brendan coach you at nationals
1: yes but it, we hadn't been together too long and yeah. I was like our I want to say I want to say that was like our first time really meeting. We might have met once before that. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I was going because I mean obviously that coach athlete relationship is kind of a huge deal. Yeah. Um, and being able to trust, trust your coach and so working with him directly is always a good thing. But
1: yeah, yeah.
0: It's yeah, hard to
1: play with satellite. I
0: I will be very excited to watch you lift in Columbus.
1: I'm excited to listen Columbus.
0: Yeah, that should be super <laughs> cool. Um Obviously, I'm. 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 I should be. I should be announcing that session. I mean, I've got it pretty well oh. So yeah, yeah. Um, so what time. is your? What is your favorite moment from weightlifting? Or, well, competition.
1: Mm, competition. Honestly, I think it was. I want to say it was one of the meets right before I stopped lifting, unfortunately, and it was right when I was getting it was my peak as a 49. Um, And I don't even remember if I technically lifted as a 49 in that competition, but I was close. I wasn't heavy. Um, I might've lifted just just slightly over 49, but I hit, I wanna say like 70 and 90. And that was like, or somewhere around that. And it was a big deal for me because I hadn't been able to perform those numbers before. And then right after that, like that's when I took the time off. But that was like the peak of like, I'm feeling good. Um, and then honestly, this whole ride from being a 55 and being with power and grace has been just, I don't eat phenomenal. Like I don't have
0: words. Well, yeah. If you're putting out that on, on that kind of strength, I mean, every day is a good day.
1: Every, yeah. Every day has been, even when I had, I mean, they're hard days and they're crap days and I complain, but like every day has been a good day. and, And there's tons of times my favorite moments, which I'm sure my coach loves about me, but my favorite moments are like those times where I'm texting him like, there's no way in heck I'm going to be able to do what you're asking me to do. And then I'd do it. And I'd be like, what is happening? Like, that's illogical. That didn't make any sense. I shouldn't have been able to do that.
0: <laughs> I mean, that's, that's fantastic though.
1: It, it is a fun time. I know the first time it ever happened to me with Brendan and Power Grace, it was like a, I think he was like six reps at 90% on back squat. And it was like, I had just PR'd it. And I was like, I can't, I don't even think I could do like two or three. What do you mean? Six reps at 90%. And then I just whipped them out. And I was like, what is that? I don't understand. <laughs> I can't process.
0: Yeah, that's aggressive programming for a remote athlete, man.
1: It's, it's aggressive programming. Like there's no, I'll open it. And I'm just like you, I think you wrote that wrong. Like, I don't think that's right.
0: <laughs> yeah, because we should like do, you know, do, do sets of five at 85%. I mean, that's sets of five at 90. I mean, that's, that, that's tough.
1: Those are tough. And that's like their bread and butter. Like they, like, I just feel like they have perfected, like going really heavy and like for lots of reps and not killing me somehow. Like it's, it is a mind blowing experience. Cause I'm like, before when I was doing that as often, like I was dying, like I wasn't recovering or whatever was happening, yeah. but like the way the programming set up, it's just like, I, and that's kind of what I associated with. I'm like, if I do this, this much, I'm going to die. Like I know I'm gonna die, and then and then I didn't, and I didn't die, and then I was fine. And then I'm like, what? And then we do it again, and then I was fine. And I was like, this is some voodoo. Like I don't.
0: <laughs> you know, I mean, the the longer I spend talking to people about, you know, the particularly the power and grace athletes, and I'm just like, their their leg strength is just unreal.
1: It's, so, I know. it's really, a lot.
0: Yeah. What whatever they're doing, I mean, it's it's working pretty well. Yeah. You know, my results.
1: One of the big things that we're doing right now, and like what you're saying, the leg strength unreal, like one of the big things that we've been doing kind of more recently is front squatting and back squatting in the same day for three days a week. Yeah. It's brutal. (laughs) It is brutal, but like it, it, uh, And I haven't like I wasn't normally you know pring like back squats or front squats and and so that's been fun to watch too like I've been able to get some pretty good numbers on my back squat my front squat that I wasn't ever able to hit before and and they weren't a struggle I I think I just here not too long ago pred I think a front squat at one fifteen and a back squatted one forty and they weren't difficult. Like they weren't terrible. I wasn't trash. And so it, it was really, it's really fun to see just kind of like the way they do their squats and their accessory work and, and see how that plays into my maximal effort attempts.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's, that, that's again, a fairly, fairly respectable numbers of 115, 140. I mean, for, you know, for a 55, that's, that's not bad at all.
1: Not bad at all. I'm not, I'm not mad about it.
0: <laughs> yeah, no doubt, man. That's, and, you know, double body weight, front squats.
1: <laughs> I can't complain. I have, I have, I mean, I do complain, but I can't complain. <laughs>
0: you can whine. You... <laughs> I
1: whine a lot, but, you know, I'm happy to be here.
0: <laughs> indeed, indeed. I want to talk, I always like to talk about mindsets. one of my favorite things to actually get in, kind of get into the athlete mindset in terms of how you get ready to go left. So kind of two generic questions. What do you like in the back room? And then how do you, prepare for the for your opening snatch Uh, because that tends to be the most stressful lift um and you can you can feel it right so kind of we'll take those in order like what do you like in the back room and then how do you prepare for that opening lift
1: so i want to say i feel like i'm abnormal when it comes to the back room uh I know, it's like it's a little
0: bit. Of, I'm really interested to hear what this answer is.
1: I <laughs> I just from from being in the back room and being around other athletes, I look around and realize maybe I'm a little bit different. I'm a little odd um, out of the the surroundings around me, and and um, I really enjoy if I'm in the back room being light and fluffy. Like I like dancing, joking around, like throwing Sour Patch Kids at people like I like being like just fluffy and happy. I'm not like serious and like zoned in at all.
0: So you're the athlete. Everybody else is ready to kill.
1: Yes. I try not to bother people, but I am like, I really just want to be in like a happy atmosphere because I feel like when I get too zoned in or focused, then I start stressing myself out and getting anxious right. and it doesn't put me in a good mindset. And so I really do like to kind of associate the back room with just keep it light, keep it fun, enjoy my experience. And so that's, that's my mindset in the back when I'm warming up. And obviously as I get to, you know, heavier attempts, um, I'll zone in a little bit. Um, because we're about to go out on the stage, but I really do just think I perform best when I'm my happiest in the back and, and I'm and I'm joyous and kind of messing around, not taking it too seriously, and remembering that I've done everything that I needed to do to get here, and now it's just showing up and performing. Right. So that's my mindset in the back. I will say though, as soon as they call my name, that changes. I do I zone in real quick, and and I am just head in the game at this point. Yeah. So opening stash. I think it's funny though you said like not even like, you know, how do you how do you feel when you get on the platform? Like opening stash, because it is a big deal. That's mm-hmm. that's the one right there. Um honestly, I there's kind of two parts to it. I get my little lioness attitude and I, I like to yell out pretty loud and, and zone in. And that's one of the things that I do um the other thing that i do is like just mindset mentality and what i'm kind of repeating to myself is you know this is my opening stash like this is it right here but like that's this is my lift that really matters let me get that one on the platform this is a number i've hit mostly a lot of times i'm very confident in it and so i'm just like you got it it's an opener like this is a number you're used to and you're good at
0: i was gonna say you don't miss your opener very often
1: it, it is rare. It is rare. I do. I, that's kind of the one where I'm like, all this is, is ripping a bandaid off, like get the one done and you're, you're good. Now we can compete. <laughs>
0: right. Yeah, Get a number on the board,
1: get that okay, number on board and let's move on and, and have fun. And so like, I really do. I'm just like, you know what? I've hit this tons of times and this is nothing different and just focus and, and do what you need to do. Do what you've, you've practiced this whole time all year long to do.
0: Oh, that's fantastic. I mean, it's a great mindset to be in. But,
1: I re- I really try to put it all on my training. Like, I'm just like, you know, I've trained, I've done everything that I could have possibly done to get where I am. And, and now I'm just showing up and performing and staying in the right mindset.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, I, 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 I love that answer because I think that, you know, it's obviously working well for you. You don't miss your openers very often. and you And it's not like you're opening super conservatively.
1: Nope, nope. I'm not, I try not to. It's it's rare that I would ever open conservatively, like too conservatively, at least.
0: I mean, but as we look at, you know, what national or what um, the Arnold is going to look like, I mean, you very well could podium at at the Arnold, which is, I mean, you you ha- haven't as a fifty nine. I think you did you did you medal as a forty nine
1: um no i was always just because 49 was always jam-packed yes. with the best of the best i was like fourth i was always right there and and that's kind of what made me curious to jump to 55 too because i'm like well if i can get the strength i might actually be able to podium now
0: yeah yeah because yeah 49 is always it's, it's yeah. so it's it's not it's not necessarily super deep
1: no no it's like really three people <laughs> But they are very good numbers that are very hard to obtain.
0: Yeah, the, yeah Haley and um, Jordan, Madison, I mean, those guys are hard to beat.
1: Oh, yeah, those numbers are almost unreachable. And so I got comfortable with my fourth and I was real happy with it. But as soon as I realized, let me put some strength in the tank and, and there's actually a really good chance to podium nationally. Like I, that, that sent me towards, I'm like, okay, yeah, we're staying 55 and we're going to go, we're going to get strong.
0: Yeah. If, you, if you're seriously looking at a 180 total, I mean, that's, that is definitely, I mean, we're getting worthy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and really like, that's kind of what I did after nationals. I was like, you know, I, I, I got to see what podium was like, what are these numbers? And I realized they're obtainable and, and that I'm doing those numbers and now it's just being consistent at them.
0: Yeah. I mean, the, 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 I'm, I'm super excited. Cause this is like really cool.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm super excited as well. I love, and that's kind of like one thing where it's a big confidence booster in power and grace is we are often hitting those heavy numbers. Like yeah. quite often, like, it's not like I'm only hitting them, you know, a few times a year, like we're hitting them often. And so I started to get real confident now at those numbers that, I'm that, You know, I don't have to get on a platform and be like, oh, crap, that's heavy. Like, I've hit it before, but only a few times. Like, now, that's not a feeling. I'm like, no, I hit that all the time. So that's a good feeling to have.
0: So what do you do to recover? I mean, we've talked a little bit about kind of uh, your programming, and it is super hard and heavy. So what kind of recovery are you guys doing, both kind of mentally and physically?
1: I mean, most – don't judge me for this most of my stuff like I really try to um most of it's going to be mental for me like I really just try to keep my head in a good space um do my life coaching my therapy read books and like just really decompress and keep my head space in a good place Um, because I just think that that translates so much into weightlifting and a lot of it is mental Um, physically, honestly, I just try to stick to the basics and I, I kind of stayed away from like anything like supplements or anything like that, like protein shakes and stuff like that, just because I don't, it seems like a lot of of being weary of like, you know, what they put into it and all of that stuff. And I don't want to look up everything that I'm ingesting. Um, so I really honestly just stick to making sure I'm hydrated and I'm well fed. And like, those are my main things. The only thing I really do for like body work is massage because it seems to make the biggest difference for me. It's massage and activation work and that's it.
0: Oh, very good. Yeah. I mean, you know, Brittany, you you mentioned like the mental aspect, the mental side of things and I mean, but keeping your head in the game and keeping your, keeping that the mental health up is actually a big deal. I mean, I think that is a, a significantly overlooked aspect of, of sport and, you know, having a sports psychologist or a therapy therapist generally just keep your, you know, uh, keep you in the right headspace is, is, a, is a is, is a great thing. I mean, I would, yeah. and you said, don't judge me. I'm like, <laughs> don't judge you at all. I think that's the greatest thing in the world.
1: I think there's just like, you, I think you said it earlier. Like, I just think it's overlooked, you know? And I do think it's such a key factor. Like I, I think and just like recognizing it in other athletes or, um, I, I coach here and there occasionally. And I, I recognize so quickly, like mental health and just making sure my head is where it needs to be. It's going to make all of the difference in weightlifting, like yeah. all of the difference. And so that is one of my big focuses because I know when I'm feeling good and I have the right tools in my box to be mentally happy, healthy, good to go. That's when I'm performing my best. And, and that's really the, my main focus that and just like again, eating well, hydrating and those things take me where I need to go, making sure that, you know, I, my job gets pretty crazy with all of the stuff that I'm doing in oil and gas. And it is stressful with that kind of budget to monitor. And so like making sure I step away from those things when I need to, and, and go to the gym if I need to, and, you know, take that out there and just kind of get away, go outside, go for a walk, whatever it might be, making sure I'm, I'm in the right headspace and I'm performing well as an athlete that way.
0: Excellent. So a um, couple other kind of questions i like to ask uh, well one what, what music do you listen to when you're when you're lifting
1: so snatch i like happy music i like like edm like dance like happy music and then clean and jerk is angry i want angry or like rap i want like something hardcore so i can feel hardcore and i can feel strong
0: so like give, give me an example of i mean edm is easy so but what like we were to say play walkout music for you um what what would we what would we be playing on your on your last clean and jerk
1: so it it definitely depends what the mind space i'm in if i am like oh heck yeah and i just need that last energy like i'm feeling good my first and second attempt look good it's more like rap i'm going like megan the stallion like just like feeling good music and then if i'm like this is a struggle and this is about to kill me i'm playing like metallica <laughs> <laughs> it goes very different sides yeah. of the spectrum, depending on what, what I'm feeling and how those first two attempts look.
0: So main that has come up a number of times. I've actually never, that's not part of my repertoire. So, but you're like the third or fourth that we've had. It's, it's that's just like it crazy
1: is. dance girl music, like in a club, because yeah. obviously I go to the club all the time, but like... <laughs> it's just you know feeling yourself rap music and, and it's it's funny like it's funny lyrics and it kind of just keeps me like feeling like a bad b yeah
0: i think it was uh, what, what again somebody we interviewed was talking talking about um uh, megan's lyrics and was like i don't listen to them because they're horribly inappropriate
1: they're horribly inappropriate <laughs> yeah, for sure 100% really
0: good music like to listen you like ah yes, yes for sure all right so finish the sentence for me You know you're a weightlifter when?
1: You know you're a weightlifter when? When you can put, again, it wraps right back around a mentality. When you can put everything that you're going through into the lifting, into your lifts. No matter if it's good, it's bad, it's happy, it's sad, it's mad, whatever. If I I can put all of that feeling into my attempts that day.
0: Excellent. Nice answer. All right. So, um, so Brittany, what is the hardest thing about weightlifting for you?
1: I think, you know, we've circled the topic a lot mentality. Um, I think the hardest thing for me personally, and like reminder, um, about weightlifting is not to mentally cap yourself. Um, I struggled with that before, um, I switched and before I took the time off and, it was kind of like, well, this is as good as I'm going to get, you know, and it's good. It's really good. And I'm proud of it. And so just I'm settled into that role and that mindset. Um, And in reality, it's the hardest thing is like not putting that limitation on yourself, mm-hmm. um, knowing yeah. that you could do more and you could do better. And, and maybe you have to switch some things up. Maybe it's programming style coaches, how you're recovering, how you're eating, whatever it is. But there is you know, there is no limit of what you can do in trusting the process, trusting your coach, trusting the programming and and really not putting that that limitation on yourself.
0: Oh, very great answer.
1: Thank you.
0: OK, then our last question um, is, you know, what would you tell beginner lifter you and in, in, in your case, I'm going to you, you can choose between what would you tell a beginner athlete you? Because you, you also did high level gymnastics before you were a, a lifter. So I'll let you dealer's choice you can take whichever question you want to answer can I take both sure yeah absolutely
1: (laughs) I think um just beginner or like athlete me I would tell myself almost the same thing like there is no cap age-wise because you know as especially as a gymnast you're kind of taught you know 20 is you're done check out you know 20 is actually really old and so like realizing like I could go especially in weightlifting like there's you know masters you could go forever you know and th- like knowing that and being able to keep my spirits up because I am very competitive I love sports and and there was a point in time where I was like okay it's done I'm too old and so telling myself that then and knowing like this could go on for the rest of my life if I wanted it that way um that would be what I would tell myself uh, as a weightlifter I think I would have told myself because you know, it is hard finding kind of programs or coaches that fit you in personality wise. And and I would have told myself in the beginning that it's okay to kind of change your needs. You know, not everything is going to work. Not every peop- people are going to work together, whatever it might be. Um, and it's okay that your needs change and having those conversations, um, fixing those things and and not being scared of that because it is a it's a hard topic. And, you know, I was really afraid of it in, in my beginning of weightlifting, like, how do I make these changes? How do I ask for what I need? Um, and so just telling myself it's okay to not only need things, but have those needs change and express that to your coaches and, and for programming needs and everything like that.
0: Absolutely. That, again, fantastic answer.
1: <laughs> thank you. Thank you.
0: Brittany, we'll, we'll kind of conclude there. And, and I greatly appreciate you taking the time uh, to, to speak with me tonight and we will, See you at the Arnold um, should be a lot of fun. Um, I'm not, I don't know if a lot of spectators are this year or not, but uh, in any event, we should have a, a great competition. The 55s are going to be a lot of fun, and I'm really looking forward to seeing you break the 180 mark.
1: I am very excited, not only to get on a platform, but I have yet to go to the Arnold, so I'm so excited for it.
0: Excellent. Well, we'll see you there.
1: Yes, sir.